Hello, and welcome to the Dad and Barry podcast. It is a very special episode today. As you know, my name is Mike, a.k.a. Dad and Buried. I sit atop an impressive, at the very least, impressive social media empire um, on Instagram, although it's dwindling by the day because I spoke about Trump again yesterday. Um, and normally I am joined by my co-host with zero social media presence, Pete. Um, and Pete was unable to make it this week. And since we missed last week, and we certainly don't want to miss two in a row, um, we went to the B team. I reached out to Mom and Barry, uh, my wife Heather, as you can see, who's already offended that I referred to her as the B team. What are you, a yeah. D-top? B team, please. You finally got someone with some clout on here with you. I was referring to your cup size. I don't really know how that works. I know a lot of people hey, have been hey, asking buddy. you. A lot of people have been asking you on Instagram lately if they're real or not. I don't know if you want to flash. Let people know. They ain't be though. She's <laughs> she's declining to flash. Anyway, Mama Buried is my um, equal half. I don't say better half because I think that's rude uh, in 2020. Um, and you know, to her and I both. Um, she has what like 97,000 followers on Instagram. You're getting there. You're getting there. Uh, I think we're at close to 99. I don't know. I'm so, very close to 100. I'm hot on your tail. If you're not following her, please go give her a hand um, and get her to 100. She'll be very happy. When I got to 100, um, you poured water on top of me or something like that? Did I? Something like that. I, I, I was I announcing. Uh, I feel like there should be champagne for me, which is just generally how I feel about champagne. There's but, always champagne when you're around. But. In general, you know, just quick plug, I am far more likable. Is that true? Funny. Everyone agrees that I'm better and more, you know. First of all, you're riffing off a fortune cookie. You're riffing off a fortune I got in a fortune cookie once that said, everyone agrees you're the best, which is (laughs) the greatest and most accurate fortune cookie uh, I've ever received. Right. Well, anyway. Anyway. For having me. Well, it's, it's it's especially uh, relevant for you to be um, joining this week because the topic, before we even knew you were going to be on as my co-host, um, is arguing in front of your kids. Um, and it is not something I have any experience with because we have an absolutely perfect marriage. I don't think we've ever even argued, um, except maybe that when we argued that I prefer Clueless to Mean Girls and you got upset. That's not true. Clueless is clearly better, but let's give Mean Girls some respect. It doesn't matter. At any rate, clearly I am a great expert to consult since, you know. A great expert. Yeah, well, I'm better at it than you a little bit, I think. Better at arguing in front of the kids? No, just arguing in general. But yes, we have argued in front of the kids. The scene at the beach over vacation last week would beg to differ, but maybe we can get into that a little, a little bit later. Um, so, <laughs> we, I, so we were on vacation last week. Um, we went to Cape Cod and basically stayed inside most of the time, partially because we're responsible um, social distancers and partially because it was rainy half of the week. And then we promptly got back to Brooklyn and it's been 100 degrees and uh, my face has been melting off. Oh, you may notice I got a haircut. I have not <laughs> been on camera. Unless you follow me on Instagram, which I hope you do. I was finally beaten down uh, by my wife into getting a haircut. Look uh, how handsome he looks. I look better. The debate was never that I looked good with my hair like that. It was just me throwing caution to the wind and then letting the hair just go. Let's just see what happens. We saw what happens. It was nearly a divorce. Eminent divorce, yes. Yes. So I am back to being a little bit more respectful, though I'm wearing my hat 
um, as I as I tend to do because I like my hat. It's an amazing hat. I think it was a gift from Mommy yes, Barry. Yes, yours truly, because I'm an amazing gift giver. We can argue about the gift giving um, later. I know we did a live a couple of weeks ago, and we got an argument about gift giving where you got offended because I said you're not as good as you used to be. Remember? Well, at least I started at the top. Do you see there? See, the episode is about arguing in front of kids, but let's talk a little bit about arguing. What I did there was a classic blunder. I reminded you of an earlier argument that had. There was no reason to bring that up. Which you've already done. Like, we've been recording 30 seconds, and you've already broke out two arguments to discuss. I I mean, if you want to revisit, buddy, we can go down that path. I am not a smart man, um, I think, as viewers and listeners can attest. Although I do have a wealth of pop culture knowledge, which comes in handy uh, almost never. Um, Although that one time I almost made it on the game show. Almost made it on the game show. That might have been nice. Anyway. Move along, buddy. You know what? You need some help with this this whole format <laughs> thing. Anyway, so this week we're going to be talking about arguing in front of kids, whether you do it, whether you have any uh, tips um, for doing it, how you handle it. Um, a lot of people seem to think it's worthwhile, and we're going to get into that in a minute, uh, right when we get back after this. But everyone, please, a warm welcome to, to Heather, a.k.a. Mama Barry. She needs, needs a few more followers to get a little bit closer to me, but I appreciate her stepping in for Pete. And uh, we'll see how she does. It's her first time, so go easy on her. Right? You yes. to say that? So you're going to get yes. mad. Thank you. And you're welcome, I believe. You're welcome. Okay. We'll be back right after it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Dad and Buried podcast. Again, we are joined by special co-host, Mom and Buried. Hello, Thank Mom you. and Buried. Is it, is it not weird to refer to each other as Mom and Buried and Dad and Buried, which we never do except in lives and on this podcast? I'm actually getting kind of used to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've almost done it, like, in person, and that's a little weird. It is weird. It's yeah. even more weird in bed, which has never happened. <laughs> it's never happened. Right? Imagine that. Let's oh, not imagine that. Right now. Sounds fun. Let's not imagine that. Anyway, so uh, we are going to be talking about arguing and arguing in front of kids because this is not a marriage podcast. It is a parenting podcast. And Heather was a little bit confused. She thought we were just going to be talking about arguing. We can argue about what the topic is going to be um, in a minute. But before we do, no. I want to remind everybody. I'm sorry. You have something to say? No. No, no, no. Please, please go ahead and talk about some of the amazing supporters. I want to remind everybody where you can listen to the podcast. And the first person I want to remind is Heather because she has never, ever listened to the podcast, which you can get on Apple and Spotify and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, and a lot of people do. We have a, a, a over 200 reviews on Apple if you want, or ratings at least. If you want to go give us five stars, please do. If this is your first time listening because Mom and Barry brought you here, Please go to Apple and give us a, a subscription and a, and a rating and maybe a review if you like. Please don't use the review as an opportunity to praise my wife and bash me like you often do in my DMs. I mean, if it comes up and you want to talk about how, like, this is the best episode ever and she should be on more and maybe it should be the Mom and Barry podcast, I mean, <laughs> it can come up. 
But do review and do listen. I've heard snippets, um, and I hear great things about the podcast. I'm least likely to listen to this one because I actually don't like hearing my own voice. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Let's well, you know what? I love hearing your voice, especially when it's enraged. Anyway, so I do want to thank everybody who has left us reviews and ratings and also the, the many people who contribute money uh, via Anchor, Ryan Miller and MS Babayan, or, being, or via um, Patreon, where you can be a patron and then throw us a little cash. So the, I'm going to run through the list of names. Check your kids at the door. Chris Coleman, M. Cedeno, Mallory McKenzie, Miriam, Tina Davis, Lindsay Woodruff, Andrea Sandoval, Barbara Geiger, Bill Domica, Dana Bosday, Jacques Ovar, Morning Glow, Cotton Farmer, AZ, Wes Clark, Jennifer Wynn, Julie McCarthy, our old friend. Paula Polsky, Mary Williams, and our friend Julie Burton, um, KSU Julie, who won't stop talking about Mahomes. You couldn't care less about Mahomes, right? You don't care about football very much? I know that's, in fact, a football player. There you go. Anyway, thank you all for being a supporter, uh, whether it's with your wallet or with your words. We very much appreciate that. Um, And now that we've done kind of, what do they call that? Not the the housekeeping, I guess, the nuts and bolts. Sure. Now we're going to get into the topic, and the topic is arguing in front of kids. Now, can I just say one thing real quick? So, I I don't know what genius made this idea to actually do this differently than normal, like you know, in the middle of the day, and alcohol's not involved when you're talking about arguing. Your idea. It was, it was little of my idea, um, timing-wise. But, you know, I should really have a mug of, you know, wine right here. I'm really failing on multiple levels because this is not the episode, it feels like, to not have alcohol. But, you know what? We'll try it out. We'll see what happens. We might need alcohol after. Let's, you know what? Let's give it a go. Um, so, I brought up the topic and I said, do you argue in front of your kids? Um, you know, what are your tactics? Do you have any any pro tips? Um, and it turns out a lot of people do argue in front of their kids. And we're going to get into why, um, mostly yeah. because your kids are everywhere all the time and there's there's really no avoiding it. Um, but KKick53 says we argue in hostile whispers, which I think is a is a fun way to go about it. I think we don't really do that. No. I'm not good at uh, whispering. We do occasionally, you know. not good at whispering. Neither are the kids. <laughs> um we we do flip each other out off behind yeah, each other true. behind the kids you back. tell me to um go to hell a lot go to hell yes you do go tell me to go to hell a lot and it really escalates things because it's really nasty the way you say it well you know i'm really good at cussing i'm really good at it i'm is, know, hell, a cuss? is hell a cuss i don't know but you know, sometimes it just has to be said. But yes, we don't really do that. I feel like it's either we're keeping it, we're keeping it, you know, simmering, or the top's gonna blow. Those so, are the two options. So J underscore nine dot eight three says, "I don't argue. I sit and look blank, then blink real slow and say, uh huh.' And if <laughs> I do something like that, if I do something like that, which you call like my smug face, or if I'm quiet." And I just have what you call my smug face. You get very upset. <laughs> the smug face is pretty. Is pretty. It's it's super smug, guys. Kinda... I mean, you you know, you guys know Dad and Barry. You've seen him on Instagram and stuff. You've even just seen his posts. You can tell his smug face is freaking intense, 
and uh, nothing will make me more angry than the smug face. Talking about the smug face is getting me angry. Can you tell? So usually the smug face, which I uh, contend does not exist, um, I think happens when you're in the middle of some kind of rant and I'm just letting you go. um, And I'm just sitting there passively listening because that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to take it all in so that I can hear you and hear your grievances um, and process them and then respond in kind. But before I'm able to respond, you often say, stop looking at me with that fucking smug face. And then you say, go to hell. And then shit gets and ugly. And I will say, arguments like that do not typically happen in front of the kids. That's not, I was know, just going to say that, yeah. For, like, smug face level arguing, the kids are somewhere else. Um, but... I feel like some ladies would understand. Now, when I first heard that gentleman's comment, the the, uh uh-huh and stuff, I mean, it sounds good. It sounds good in theory. Like, if there are gentlemen available who will just basically agree that I am right and they are wrong and remedy it immediately, (laughs) then uh, um, available, that you said, new situation, huh? You said if there are gentlemen available who will yeah. just say that you are right all the time, so that's what you're looking for? Not all the time, because that's boring, but most of it when I am right, which is usually. Which is usually. Okay. Whatever, dude. <laughs> so, it's funny. So, I was going to say the same thing, that usually when we get to the go-to-hell aspect of the conversation, or when you're accusing me of having a smug face, that is usually... Um, when the kids are in bed or in another right. room that's, pretending to that's sleep. Some- after hours arguing. So one of the themes I got in the responses was that, yes, we argue in front of the kids and it is good for them, right? So Elena yeah. Grant says, it's important for kids to learn healthy communication skills and see that there is no perfect relationship. Actually, her, her comment got cut off. So she says, see that there is no perfect. So maybe she just meant see that there is no perfect. Maybe she meant see that there is no perfect relationship. Maybe she meant there is no perfect way to argue. Um, I'll say that there is a perfect way to argue and it is my way because I'm amazing at it and I usually win every argument. Um, you disagree? What is your way again? Besides uh, being right. Eyes? I'm the one who's more right. And even when I'm not right, I'm good at arguing that I am right or at least going quiet. And you just get so mad that by virtue of you blowing your top, I end up winning. Well, that's what you think. Because (laughs) this is what a gentleman can do, or at least this gentleman can do. Um, MJ is known for completely inciting the situation and then being like, well, you're the one really upset. You're the one making a big deal about it after he's made a deal. And then, like, I freaking lost it. And I understand that I'm, like, off the reservation or whatever at that point. But it's, it is not a one-person situation. There were two people that escalated the situation. Two things here. You're accusing me of gaslighting, which is false. You are just crazy and imagining that. <laughs> That's a really good thing to say to literally anyone, especially a woman. Continue. That just me gaslighting you again. Two, um, off the reservation is is uh, is not is is a racially tinged phrase. Yeah, you try I not know. to say that anymore. Was, I'm trying to think of another. I word said. Word. I apologize. Months ago, that. months ago, I said gypped, which is derives from the term gypsy, which is also an ethnic slur um and julie mccarthy our friend uh messaged me immediately to get mad at me um i do acknowledge i should not have said that as you acknowledge you shouldn't say off the reservation there's a lot of 
It came yeah. out of my mouth, and I was like trying to think of another word for it. But you were also really angering me, so I apologize in that moment. What else is new? I'm very good at making you kind of lose control. <laughs> so Jess underscore fairly says we do argue in front of the kids at times we don't scream and throw things when we argue so I don't feel it's traumatic for the kids I think it's important for them to see that even healthy relationships aren't perfect 100% of the time it's fine to be upset with someone apologize or fix it and move on um, I agree with her you um, have never apologized to me I don't think ever once I have definitely said that I am sorry that happened. <laughs> yeah, that's not an apology. I'm sorry. <laughs> that so the important thing here is if, and I do think there is some validity to this, that, it, you know, we're going to argue your kids are around all the time. It happens, whether it's about clueless versus, versus mean girls or about, you know, you wanting me to ask my mom for something in the in the in law situation or oh anything at all, or what movie we're gonna watch just in general that happens almost every night. Wait, yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's those are bickering and arguing is different, right? Yeah. Though, like bickering sure. in front of kids, and I have to say sometimes our oldest has been like, "Well, I don't like you guys fighting." At oh. that point, we might be bickering. We're getting into over that. Over, you know, a TV show, and I'm like, and I've tried to describe how that's different. Um, but before we get into that, which I guess we're going down that road, I well, do have things to say to the last two comments, or do you want to tell me the next one? Because they're no, about what you have to say. Well, Please. you As know, just things. about it being healthy, and also, you know, to the person who said, you know, we don't escalate it to screaming, we're not throwing things, right. Know, nothing like that um that hits home with me because honestly i grew up in a home that at least for a period of time my parents were arguing to that level you know like they yelling. screaming throwing things they separated for a short time and i remember being that kid who would hide from it it was terrifying it was scary um it was confusing i think to a kid and, you know, so sometimes I even struggle with, like, the guilt of our arguing in front of kids, I think, which I know does not in any way compare to what I witnessed as a kid. Um, even though my parents, you know, they made it through and they're great and they're still going together. Going strong. Going strong. Like, 50th anniversary this year. Um, it was a hard time when we were exactly, Woo, that's a huge accomplishment. If we make that, I mean, holy shit, what an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, you think I'm going to last another 30 years just alive with or without you? <laughs> I don't know. Not the way you live. Wow. <laughs> just teasing. But no, I, I would, I, I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, because of course your history affects you, um, yeah, you internalize that stuff, right? So the stuff that you grow up with, you see whether so the bickering and 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 even real arguing can cause a lot of tension, and kids can be aware of it. But when it gets to like yelling and it becomes kind of like a war zone, um, 
that can be really tough. So Crystal Brook with two zeros instead of O says, if we disagree, it's always civil, no yelling or degrading. If it's a child-friendly topic, which is not finances or anything, then yeah, we'll discuss it with the kids there if we can, because the kids are often too loud for them to even have a conversation. If it's something we feel we shouldn't hear or have to worry about, or they, they shouldn't hear or have to worry about, we discuss it later. She says, my parents fought in front of me and my sister, and they were mean, screaming, cursing, slamming mm-hmm. things, degrading each other, bringing up completely irrelevant and shit from the past, etc. It was bad, so I grew up thinking that was normal, and it took me into my late 20s to realize that it was, in fact, not normal. It seems like you've always known that wasn't normal, um, and it's something you often bring up that you get nervous about. If we do ha- occasionally have a bad argument, you get a little bit nervous that you know you don't want our kids growing up in that kind of environment, in which case, you know, if you are in an environment where you're constantly going at each other and screaming like that, sometimes you got to wonder, like, is it worth it? You know, maybe you should separate for a little while and whether it's for 20 minutes to calm down or whether reevaluate the relationship because people are stuck on, you know, you got to make the marriage work for the kids. But if the kids are growing up in a really terrible atmosphere, maybe the marriage shouldn't work. I'm not saying that's going on between you and me. No, no, no. And I mean, I think that that person's comment is actually helpful to hear. A is someone who grew up with parents who didn't fight fair and, you know, had those things. And it's just a toxic environment, you know, at least at at some point, you know, yeah, I do think I've always known it was wrong. I internalized from a young age that I didn't want that. And, you know, and so, yes, like you said, MJ, like sometimes I'll get the fear, even though I know at the heart of it, and this is so helpful to hear people's comments, that our version versus the version I was experiencing is night and day, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, you know, of course, there's all the mom guilt. There's all the parent guilt. There's all the just guilt, guilt. Uh, I love, I love some guilt. Ask MJ. I, I put it all on myself. So, um, you know, so, there's that. But it's good to know that you know, yeah. If it's not to a toxic place, I do agree that there's something healthy in being like, hey, it's not all sunshine and roses. It's not a fairy tale. And as long as you're communicating and fighting and like having productive conversations and they're also seeing you make up i yeah. think that's a huge part of it we love to let the, the kids watch us make up if you know what I mean. oh yeah get it going you reminded me of something so casey harrell says she has two perspectives she grew up in a house she says i grew up in a house where my parents argued a lot and probably should have divorced it, it fucked me up a bit until i understood better why they each did things you could cut the tension with a knife as an adult i try to keep from arguing in front of my kids and when we do i try to talk about it later with them so i think that that's important bringing your kids aside later discussing what you were talking about and people do argue and that kind of thing she says kids are perceptive and i know i internalize a lot of how i should be treated by how my dad treated my mom which is again that's what they see regardless of what you tell your kids they see how you act and behave, and that's what they copy. She said, and I had to unlearn that stuff later and get into a better frame of mind. She said, my husband is from a big Italian family with lots of general bickering that never really amounts to anything besides blowing off steam. So he's fine with arguing because it was never a serious thing with his family, and everyone always yeah. got over it. So you used to say that like when you visited me and my family, oh we my would just start yelling at each other, not even arguing, just like debating. Say, yeah, it's. Especially the art of debate, you know, you have a dad who's a lawyer and you all have that. And, you know, anyone who's read your writing or anything, you can tell that you 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 would have won debate. I don't know if you were in debate, but you would have been very good at it in your youth and now. 
Yeah, because I've heard you argue tons of things you don't even believe, but it's about the art <laughs> of the debate. It's fun, but the raising yeah, of voice. But yes, the first time I went to your house was a real shit show because I was real uncomfortable sitting at a dinner table with him and his dad at opposite ends of the table just like at each other. I'm like, oh my God. I was probably yelling at my dad um, about church and he goes to Mick Church as I call it. <laughs> Mick Church, it's so glad. He, the, the he doesn't like the music. He doesn't, he doesn't want a long-winded homily. He just wants to get in and get out. Like the best part of church. He just wants... He wants like drive through savior. He just wants you know? credit. He just wants credit for having gone, which yeah. you know I can respect. I can respect. You got to hedge your bets. So, getting back to the yas nasty and yelling and trying to keep that out of the um, out of the argument situation. So, um, I thought this was a funny comment. Mombi of two says we hash it out respectfully in front of the kids, and then we text the low blows to each other so the kids remain unaware. <laughs> I passive aggressively uh, shit on you during uh, my podcast and on Instagram and stuff, which. Well, see, isn't it good I don't listen to your podcast? I suppose it is. I mean, that you can do it. I mean, obviously, I give you crap about the little stuff, like, you know, just, you know, your cleanliness. We all know see, the I same. think, But here's the thing I think that's little stuff. You don't. No. No, I mean, it adds up. Like, I'm going a little insane right now with the state of our home after six months of isolation. And, you know, and I'm kind of a neat freak and it gives me anxiety. Whatever. You have it's no like, qualms. You have no qualms about calling me out for that kind of stuff in front of the camera. Oh, no. This isn't necessarily because an argument. It is bickering. That is bickering. And I do think, I don't know, you know, who commented, whose comment this was earlier about, like, yes, is it child-friendly or not? Like, we never get into finances about in front of our kids, right? Like, we don't talk about the big no. crap like that, you know? No, not when they're around, unless we're, like, in the car or something with them, which is another interesting wrinkle, right? So a lot of the people say that it's impossible not to argue in front of your kids because yeah. they are around all the time. And arguments are organic, and you can't schedule them. Um they just happen, right? So that's what Lauren Hollerbach says. It happens. Fights are organic. They don't always occur away from the kids. Alba BYC says, we argue in front of our kids a little too often. We are working on waiting for them to not be in the same room, but what are you going to do? It's getting to the point where our kids argue the same way when they are bickering with each other. Yeah. I know, terrible, but I mean, come on. Life isn't rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. And you shouldn't allow your kids to believe that because they are going to grow up one day and life isn't going to have a censored button for them unless you keep them locked up, but that's a whole other topic. Well... Well, that is a whole other topic, maybe for a future podcast. She says, we're all just trying our best. Um, and I agree, I, you know, it's going to happen. Hey, sunshine and rainbows, it's not that. It's And yes, they won't go away. It's inevitable. And Pete and I have talked about how the worst shit ever is when you see your kids emulating you. Or like mm -hmm. when we see our oldest, you know, berating the youngest in the way that you might berate me. Because you berate me, me a lot. That's the word I would use, berate. I don't berate you. I simply provide information that I want you to utilize to improve upon certain behaviors, yes. and you fail to execute them. The best thing so far that we have going for us is that I have yet to hear uh, Detective Munch tell the hammer to go to hell. Um, but we, <laughs> we, we will see. That may be, that may well, be coming up. And, so, you know, Hammer hasn't brought it, you know, I haven't seen him strike a smug face. Although, 
A little bit. His attitude lately. His attitude. Smug facey. He is becoming a little smug. Yesterday he told me, I told him not to do something, and he said, I don't care about you. Um, which, that hurt. So that was, that's on you then. And then the other day, the other day, Detective Munch told you um, he wished you weren't his mom. Is that true? Um, he wished I was dead, I believe. Right. I have never said I wish you were dead to you. Let the record that's- show. So I I'm think, kidding. or at least people have told me, you have to understand, Detective Munch and I are really close. He's almost 10. He's very sweet to me. I mean, he's probably nicer to me than, than to you, me. certainly. Yeah. Yes, he but, is. you know, that goes both ways sometimes. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, it's just, anyway, he's very, you know, like, takes care of mom. And so hearing that was like a knife in the heart. I know I'm going to hear it a million times. He's going to wish more times, dead. Yeah. Um, but it hurt that, that one hurt. Um, and I was going to say, actually, I mean, that's an aside, but he is a sensitive kid. So like sometimes, you know, as I mentioned, he'll think that bickering is arguing and, you know, the minute it happens, like he's been, he's been like, I don't want you to get divorced. And I'm like, I just want him to pick up his socks. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not like filing papers over the that. Thing is, the funny thing is, you don't consider me leaving my socks around as divorce worthy, but I do consider you repeatedly telling me to not leave my socks around as divorce worthy. So that's something that we need to figure out. I'll get my dad involved. He is a lawyer. So Cheryl, 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 C-H-E-A-R-L-0433 says, we argue and my son hates it. He even screams at us to stop. We apologize after the fact. My husband always says we should go somewhere else to argue, but how do you do that with a three and a five-year-old? I personally think it is okay for kids to see their parents argue because it is normal. We always explain that just because we argue doesn't mean we don't love each other. Yeah. And that's what you always say. Just because I leave socks around doesn't mean you don't still love me. Although there's probably a limit. Okay. Can we... I mean, it's, I feel like it's starting to be, and I, obviously most people would agree these things are bickering things, starting to sound like I'm just some nag who calls out all this shit. I mean, you you do some shit and you get angry. What do you get angry about? Well, what do you get angry about? What, what do, do I get angry about? Come on, your dirty laundry out there like you love to do around the house. Here's something. So this isn't so much an arguing thing, but I've mentioned this on the podcast a bunch of times too. You will occasionally... Um, Bad mouth my parenting in front of the kids. That I consider sort of like a low blow kind of situation. Um, it doesn't happen too often. I've mentioned it to you. Um, I never call out your parenting, and that's not just because you're the world's best parent. It's because right. I am right. a very, right. I'm a very I'm kind right. person. I'm very aware of what our children and are here. You also swear way too much. You swear way too much in front of the kids. You know what? And worse and worse. You just you care less and less. Oh, my God. I just don't fucking give a shit anymore. Six months after of this stuff, when we live in New York, we pretty much live in, like, these rooms that we're in. And, yes, it's um, our room. It's where we live. Yes, we live here. And I I think I give zero fucks now. I think you do, too. I, again, you know, I come by it honestly. You know, at least I'm not throwing shit and calling you a mofo, you know, because, you know, step up there. But I did grow up in a house where my dad, who is actually a trucker, this is not, I, I yes. swear it like a trucker, but I'm raised by a trucker. He's a good man, by the way. And uh, he literally told me once when I was, I think, in junior high, because I was saying freaking all the time, like freaking. 
Yeah. And he's like, oh, if you're going to freaking say it, just fucking say it. And, you know, I love him. He is a smart man. At, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. So, <laughs> in contrast, growing up, I could count on one hand how many times I heard my father uh, swear, um, yeah. which was usually like shit. Um, and I don't know if I ever heard my mom swear to the point that I remember being home from college um, and you know, her cat knocked some orange peels out of my hand and I said, Oh shit in front of her. And I was like mortified that I had said it. Yeah. Um, because my mom is a very genteel woman. She does she not swear, uh, at all. No. Damn. It's a stretch for her. It's not, I guess it would be, she's not like a Puritan in that. Like yeah. she has a problem hearing it. She really <laughs> loves Dennis Leary. Um, you know, but she, I just never I hear her swear. She is as she's getting older, doing a little mu- more. I feel Loosen like I've up. heard, I've heard a few. She's loosened up. Maybe I helped her. I'm, I oh, hope please. that I helped her out of her shell. Um, listen, I know that you're on one side of this or that, but I feel like with all, like parents in general, with all the stuff we have to worry about and the expectations of parents these days, that's the last one I'm going to give a fuck about. I agree with you to an extent. Um, I just and think I sometimes. Yes, I understand your point there. I forget. Oh, the parenting, though, the bad mouthing parenting. I don't know if that's the term I would use bad mouthing parenting. You know, it's never like you're a horrible parent, you're a shit dad. Like, none <laughs> of that ever happens <laughs> because I don't think those things. I think you're a great dad. Hey. But I, you know, I will get frustrated in that. And we can admit that we have different approaches especially to parenting our nine-year-old and um that's a whole different pie that would be a great podcast actually but um we're we're gonna do that at some point but it's funny because in much the same way that it's impossible to you know isolate all your arguments so they're not in front of your kids sometimes i'll respond to something in a way that you don't like in terms of how i'm disciplining one of the kids or whatever and you will say it to me in front of them where it's it's not that easy to be like let the kids go in the other room and i'll talk about you talk about this with you another way which is usually what we do uh, but there are some times where like you'll be like oh you know you shouldn't do that and i'm just like you need to have my back in this situation yeah you know? and i i think that yes it i totally see how sometimes i could do that less i know a lot of times it's like an immediate situation that i'm trying to like you know he does have outbursts and things like that. And I'm trying to mitigate the situation or whatever. Um, but yeah, I can see that. I would say, wow. hold on. Oh. I just want everyone to note that you agreed with me there and you said I was right. Um, mm. I almost feel like we should stop the episode. And you know what I didn't say? I'm sorry. That's correct. <laughs> I'm aware. Okay, listen. But I think that there are times, too, that, you know, I do very much, because I, 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 I can see going with the idea that, like, there are definitely things or enforcements you've made that I don't agree with, but I'm going to be like, if that's what Dad said, that's what it is. Sure. Like, there's plenty of that where I'm, like, sitting there like, he's wrong. <laughs> so this is funny, right? So little charmer 80 brought this up and I think we have both done this. I think this is actually, um, 
it's just a really effective way of doing things. So she says, even though I'm a barely suppressed ball of rage 80% of the time, aren't we all? We don't actually tend to argue that often. She says, but what I like to do is express my dissatisfaction with my husband's actions via the kids, such as, oh, did daddy not clean your teeth? Naughty daddy. Or, <laughs> well, mommy's a bit busy doing everything else right now, but daddy sat on his ass doing nothing, so why don't you go ask him? <laughs> He loves it. I think the only time our kids have seen us shouting at each other would probably have been on an occasion. Uh, well, so she goes into something else, but I do want to talk about this a little bit where I will sometimes say something to the kids. Like I'm having a conversation with them loud enough so that you hear, yeah. like if I'm like working or something and the kid needs to go to the potty and be like, what's mommy doing that? She can't do this or something like that. Or like, where's your, or something like that. Like just to kind of a passive aggressively put it out there, not to badmouth you in front of the kids, but for you to hear me saying that so you realize you've dropped the ball and you need to get on this. Right. Well, I will say that we both do that. Yes. It's kind of fun sometimes. It is. You know, like just yesterday, I'm like, I don't know. I'm making your dinner and I have one hand here and I'm also cleaning this and da 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 da. And I believe dad's laying on the bed right now. So why don't you go ask him? Or when they do that thing that kids do, that I think the moms can understand at least, where the kid will leave the kitchen next to you where you are getting a beverage and come seven rooms and downstairs to ask me to do something that but, happens in the kitchen. And I'll be like, what the? F but that's because he expects me to say no when he expects you to say yes. Yeah. That's why they go to you. I know. And I don't always say yes, by the way. And I got the iPad. We took the iPad, or I took the iPads away this week because I'm like, I'm really just sorry. I'm just sick of you fucking asking me. And you never asked dad. So, you know what? I was trying to defer to you for a while. And oh, then yeah, I know. I hated that. What is it? Like, they always come to me. And I'm like, fine, I'm just taking them. I'm just sick of you people. Stupid I, questions. <laughs> I hate that when they come to me. They're like, mom said, ask you. I'm like, why she keeps saying ask me? Why don't you make a stand? The buck stops with mom. Everyone's so. Oh, thank you for admitting the buck stops with mom. Yes, I'm the boss. That's right. Um, no, like, yeah, of course. It, every it, fucking kids are the worst. They're the problem. You're <laughs> the perfect co-host. Kids are the worst. So uh, Little Charmer 80 was continuing saying that the few times that they argue is when all of these ingredients were there. Long car journey, extremely hot. We were late. We were hungry. We were on the way to a family thing neither of us wanted to attend. And then often there'll be a showdown in the car. Um, there are occasionally showdowns in the car, and the, no one can escape those. Um, yeah, not a ton. Sometimes it's because you're sick of listening to the music that I have on. Yeah, but that's, again, bickering in one. It's been yes. like 20 years. Can I just listen to Madonna or something. Oh, I've never stopped. I don't even want Madonna. But you know what I mean? I would turn on like a boy band or an 80s mix or something. And it's literally never occurred on any road trip in our entire relationship. Why would I ever put on a boy band? Music. Huh? The only boy band I'm putting on is the Beatles. Fine. An 80s. <laughs> and I, I enjoy the Beatles. But All you ever want to like, listen to or watch is 80s stuff. What the hell? It's 40 years later. <laughs> I also enjoy the 90s. Um, early 2000s are good. <laughs> <laughs> there is lots of contemporary stuff I like, guys. And there's lots of indie stuff that we meet on the middle on. But sometimes I'm like, I just want something fun. Oh, my God. I hate that. And you, know, you, you try to find it on Netflix. Oh, what do you want to watch tonight? I don't know. Something fun. What does that mean? It's meaningless. 
Yes, something that is enjoyable to me. You don't. You just don't understand the concept of fun <laughs> and what fun and enjoyment and happiness is like. So that's I true. think that's the the disconnect there. I wanted to say one thing though, because the other night, remember, we were leaving, and I wonder if this is just the giddies coming. But we were leaving like a drive-in theater. Mm-hmm. Here in New York, and, yeah, they set up uh, a they they converted like a parking lot into a drive-in in Brooklyn, and we went and saw Grease. It was awesome. And my son asked me in the middle of it what jugs means, and he said no. <laughs> he didn't even ask me. He said jugs means boobs, right? And I was like, it sure does, son. <laughs> There's always, there are a couple questionable th- questionable things too. I think it went over his head, but something about creaming. Comes yeah, the up. Grease Lightning song has things like that that I didn't even. It wasn't that I never understood what those things meant. I could never hear. I never heard those words. Yeah. And there was um, subtitles on this, yeah. so it was like, oh crap! Now we're getting in it. But um, that's not the point. We were bickering on the way home. It was like eleven on a Tuesday. Everyone's tired, whatever, and not really fighting i don't even know what it was about oh that was about music that was the music yeah. night right yeah. and um our, our son said munch said like guys you know it's late everyone is tired <laughs> you really did <laughs> it was like justifying it yeah. he was being a great mediator it it helped so much honestly because it like broke the tension of like you're right buddy He's a good, he's good. You know what? He's, he's learning some problem solving. That's what's healthy for him to see the arguments. Cause we will often say to him, you know, you're tired or you're hungry and that's why you're being such right. a son of a bitch. Um, and he's kind of recognized the same thing in not us, not which is fun. Um, so I thought this was a funny comment, right? So, well, one thing, Sarah dot, this is a weird name. Sarah dot underscore Ortega underscore says, I wish I didn't argue in front of the kids, but I do. And then she says, now that they're teenagers, I even ask their opinion. So that will be interesting when yeah. you and your husband, you and your future husband are fighting and we have, and our teenagers happen to be at your house for that weekend, or you my get future to ask husband. them their opinion of who do you think is right? First of all, like there'd be another husband. Jesus, criminy. Like I'd go make that mistake. Criminy? I wanted to say Jesus Christ. I don't know why I stopped myself. You're welcome. No one does. <laughs> Um, but, um, but I think that's interesting that you can have you know, obviously you don't want to pit your kids make your kids choose a side um, but I assume this is more like kind of like a bickering situation where you know I think I've even done this with our kids where we're trying to decide like what movie to watch or something and you try to get your kid on your side or something like that they never on my side because unless my side happens to be a Marvel movie that day I have better taste in, in films and music than you I think we can agree <sighs> You like Moulin Rouge, case closed. Anna Hutchings, underscore uh, Anna, underscore Hutchings, underscore, says, we argue in front of them unless it's one of the top five, and we save that for later. She did not indicate what her top five topics were, so I took a shot. Please, Angela, top five. So Anna, you made a Anna. list of the top, I'm sorry, Anna, the top five things to argue about. You uh, made one. I, I'm guessing, this is what I think her top five, or a top five may have been. Money? Yep. Um, discipline slash like parenting tactics. Yeah. Um, in-laws. No? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like we have a huge thing with in-laws. We actually don't. A lot no, of people have real problems. Thing. It's a stereotypical thing to argue about. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We'll think. I'll think about it. What, um, what else you got? 
that your hall pass list, I think it's a big source of arguing. Have we ever given any shits about a hall pass list? People have asked me who's on my list, and I said, I don't know. I've never, I've never like made a you list. You used to have a list. Kate Not really. Beckinsale was on it. And, uh, Kate, Kate Beckinsale, Beckinsale was she on your is, list. She's still on it. That's a good um, point. And what's her face? Uh, you, she was just in that movie we watched with Will Ferrell. We watched a movie with, oh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams, she was on your list. Yeah, maybe back in the day. We saw her at the Daily Show. Was she on your list? No. This is is getting weird and creepy now. Um, Who's on your list? I was going to say Paul Rudd is on your list, but you get him every night, so. Um, Right here. I hear Paul Rudd's upstate, and if he wants to, come on, down. I'm downstate. (laughs) (laughs) You're, uh. Coach Taylor's on both of our lists. You're not, who? Coach Taylor. (laughs) um no please tammy taylor on it i'll take her i'll take it um as far as on my list who else is on my list jack black these are ridiculous now i'm (laughs) now i'm just gonna think about my list bradley cooper is on your list yeah only bradley cooper and like oh my god that's some prime bradley cooper oh come on uh, what's his face? Brian Reynolds? List. Ryan Reynolds is on your list? Bring it. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting He won't very... be bringing it. He will not be bringing but it. But we do not argue clearly over the list. So I don't, that was just obviously just a joke. I don't know what the top five, do we have top five taboo things we we don't argue with the kids? When the kids are around or the things we, we say? We like literally never talk about financial I wrote a thing. I wrote a thing on like Instagram or something like a year ago about one night we got in an argument. And we were talking about money, and Detective Munch kind of noticed, and I think it freaked him out. And afterwards, you know, I went in and apologized and told him, "I'm like, buddy, I'm like, this is like adult stuff. It's nothing to do with you. We tr- we try to keep that stuff separate as best we can. When you're a little kid, you don't need to be worrying about that kind of thing." Um, but, I mean, it is obviously something that married couples argue about. Um, yeah. But I don't know that we have, like, a top five taboo list of things. You know, like, I mean, it, only thing to your, you know, credit to the in-laws or whatever. It's not like if we're talking about family or family issues, extended family issues, you know, sometimes I'm dealing with stuff with my family or vice versa. We never bring that, like, we don't, he doesn't need to know about the adult stuff. In yeah. family relationships, please. He doesn't know, know that need to know that that, uh, that you hate pop pop or whatever, right? So don't hate pop up. You know, it's not, like he doesn't know when my sister or your brother's being a real pain in the ass. We never mm-hmm. shit talk in front of him. You know? <laughs> yeah, he probably got a, he probably caught a little bit of that last week when we were on vacation with my brother, but <laughs> I don't think he Yeah, and when we visit my family, same thing. Oh um God. actually he just ignores entirely. He's just got his head in a PlayStation. Yeah. Because we're and good parents. And you got your parents. head in a beard because you ignore entirely oh. the in-laws. It's like yeah. your favorite thing to do. I actually engage and have relationships with my in-laws. So. Well, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> but I do like um, I do like beer. True. You do like beer. That's accurate. We don't, we don't argue over that. And my family likes wine, so it's, it's a pretty booze-soaked holiday. You know what? We... So, Exactly. It's it's not so bad. So was, uh, 
this was that was the pretty much kind of so I separated the the arguing topic into into a handful of of subtopics and that's pretty much what I had. Those are the most of the to- the comments we got was you know obviously we do you can't avoid it. We try not to do low blows. Um, you know it's mm-hmm. important for them to learn so they can communicate. We do the passive aggressive things. Is there any anything you wanted to bring up outside of that? Well, I I okay. So I would say especially we try not. We don't do low blows, and we we're really good arguers in that we don't bring up we're not bringing up old shit, old you know. Shit. Why you got to bring up old shit? Yeah, we don't bring up old shit. We don't really go down that road, despite apparently the top of this broadcast when you just want to fight about something random. The big again. fight we had about on the beach. We yeah, tried yeah. to fight in public. I'm not a big fan of fighting in public. Oh, we never fight in public, but it was a boiling point time. It was. And it was a situation. Um, but so it happens. Outbursts happen. If you are a parent, how like, don't feel bad about that would be my recommendation. Yeah. Look, the important you know, thing is you're starting to like, feel like the family needs therapy over it. <laughs> if you <laughs> or, explode in front of your kids, the important thing is to explain to them, you know, arguments happen and I still love your mom or vice versa or whatever. Um, it's explaining stuff if you can, because the arguments are going to are going to happen in front of your children sometimes. And then also showing them that you can resolve them and that the next day you're fine. Try not to go to bed mad, which I cannot say we do all the time. There are times where I, I sometimes don't even totally agree with that. And I've heard this thought process, too, like sometimes going to bed mad brings clarity by morning. Like it makes things I I. I prefer not to, but sometimes I think maybe you need that. Just but the makes kids me don't see that. Of the Molly Cruz song, Girl, Don't Go Away Mad, Just Go Away. And I'm sure you were thinking, Girl, Don't Go Away Mad. Right. No. Right? But I've you, like that thought... you like that tune? You more of a same old situation type? No. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I think. I definitely thought, Get the Fuck Out. Um, but now I do want to say one thing, which uh, I guess to talk about those subtopics, which we haven't touched on really, is that in some, sometimes, you know, there are also relationships that probably need to be reevaluated, right? Like, sure, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. A recurring thing and stuff, you know, that those will be conversations with you, what you have with your family too. I think we're lucky that we're not quite there unless you keep up your shit. Um, the low blows don't really happen that much, um, except for sometimes on social media. So that's why it's super <laughs> fun to follow us because, you know, kind of the way people are passively, aggressively doing that in, kitch- in the kitchen sometimes, y- we get to do it in yeah. front of like hundreds of thousands of people. And it's you, so much more rewarding. You get very upset when I organize the junk drawer. One of my favorite lines the other day, and I haven't made this into a tweet yet, but I was going to do it, was when you were doing some rage cleaning and I was like, I'm going to go clean under the couch, which I thought would be helpful. And you were like, what the fuck? There's a whole ton of shit we have to do. Besides that, I'm like, I'm like, we never do under the couch. Yeah. And you go, you go, yeah, put that on your list. Put it at the, or make a list and put it at the bottom. Thought, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, funny. Go, I'm like, go over there, pick up a bed and paper, make a list and put it at the bottom. Yes. I, yeah. You know. It's it good, good if you can laugh. Though. Like you noticed, it was it was a funny response, even though um, you were you were legit furious. <laughs> I was just really irritated, but yes, it was a. We had just gotten in from vacay. There's piles of shit everywhere, and just 
leave it to probably a man. I hear there are really um, clean men. And again, if I need a second husband, we should talk. Um, but you need to be clean. You, know, you need to say she's right all the time. Yeah. And be Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. So, yes, but I, somehow you always find the bottom of the list thing. I'm like, you don't need to, like, sweep this up or, like, put away any of this. Let's get under the couch. We have different we have different priorities. So, um, before, before, before we wrap up, um, there was a comment. So, the last episode Pete and I did was about um, camping. Um, and while we were discussing camping, which is something you, you enjoy to do, which I will never, ever do. So I mean, in my childhood when we had no money or options, sure. Yeah. When you were forced to camp, um, we talked about the potential school reopening, um, in the fall, uh, both around the country and in New York, we talked about how we didn't quite yet know Terry K commented on our YouTube channel, which you can go to, to see this and, uh, comment under specific episodes. She said, our school district will be back full time for grades. Uh, preschool through five, six and nine, and the other grades will be half and half, some in person and some online, um, which it sounds like they're still working out in New York. I know that um, we're still waiting to hear, but we're a little bit uh, nervous about what the situation is going to be, right? Yeah, no, we're definitely nervous. I mean, I think the leading thing right now is that halftime, like a group A and a group B, right? Like where you're in school or you're not. And like, I do see the advantage of in-person teaching because I am not a math teacher for my soon-to-be fifth grader. Um, but I also can't see how my pre-Ker is not going to touch literally every surface in person in the class. Yeah, right. Um, you know what I mean? It is different for six to nine versus young kids. But, you know, I think it's hard. And I was talking to a friend earlier in North Carolina, right? And they have options like that. There is an outbreak going on there that luckily right now isn't happening in New York and they're just opting out like all remote. I think all these all these options suck for parents. Yeah, everywhere. There's no there's no good options. Right. So I, I don't want to be remote doing it remote all the time. But I also don't want to put you know teachers at risk or you at risk or my kids at risk or anything like that. So it's a, right. it's a sticky well, situation. I would say I'm totally out on the full time unless you have some huge campus where the kids can actually be socially distanced and stuff like i don't understand how you could have full-time instruction and i know some places that there are huge outbursts going on like outbreaks going on i can't imagine it so i, I don't know we'll see what happens i mean on the other hand it. it would be nice to have the kids out of the house yes anyway well, i still want munch to have them both to have like social interaction he misses yeah. his friends the little ones going into pre-k we'd love to see have him do all that but you know good luck to everyone out there hopefully hopefully it gets better stay safe wear a mask yes thank you for joining us it was a very special episode thank you for yeah. joining us mom and buried slash this heather was fun. Wasn't i it? think we even might have worked some shit out like over the air guys well, we'll see what happens when, we, when as soon as this disconnects that you're going to tell me to go to hell. I can just yeah, feel it. Yeah, it might come to blows. That's why we're in separate rooms. I'm always nervous that blows. there's something I said that I don't remember I said that she's got filed away. But we'll try <laughs> not to argue this about time. In front of the kids. We'll try not to argue about it in front of the kids. Thank you for having me. Um, Pete, I hope you're back, even though I'm, you know, probably better at your job. Oh, my you know, God. You're like, he's quite likable. He's definitely the more likable of you two. 
I mean, all you do is talk about how unlikable I am, and you married me, so the joke's on you. Thanks, everybody. We will catch you next time. Um, I'm sure Heather will be back one way or another. Thanks for joining us. Bye.